Blog Talk Radio. And then I said, oh, my God, you know, my head is going to get so swollen, our heads, that we won't be able to get through the uh, little cubicle to get into do the show. <laughs> well, maybe I'll try to find a, an applause that's a little bit more subdued or something for next week. We'll have to work on that. But we're here to answer all your questions on love, life, career, finances, and whatever is on your mind. So give us a call at 646-381-4141. And stay tuned because tonight we've got a great show for you. Later in the evening, Dr. Jean and I will be taking your calls. Um, We've got lots of valuable information, lots of fun things going on tonight, give us a call. Our number again is 646-381-4141. Call us now to get in the queue. So, guys, um, anybody have anything exciting go on in the past week or so? We shouldn't all scream at once, right? (laughs) I know, silence. So you, you guys are all living boring lives or what? I can't, yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I did something kind of fun. I did something oh, kind of fun. What did you do? I've never been in a small plane or a helicopter before. And on last Friday, someone in their, like, two-seater plane took me over Manhattan. Uh, so we went over the Statue of Liberty and the bridges and Central Park. It was very cool. And I took some great pictures. I'll, I'll post them on Facebook eventually. But oh, uh, really fun experience. Oh, that is neat. I, I've been on um, both a helicopter and small planes. Um, you know, it is neat. It really, really is. But I've never done like a, a, a tour of New York City. I thought they're not. You can't fly over the New buildings. York. Right? That's scary, really. I, I, I uh, admire you because that is you fly kind of close to those buildings. I've heard with those Cessnas. Uh, uh, they're not as close as you might think. I mean, I, we were over the helicopters, you know, and they put oh, you up okay. pretty high. Like, you can hear the air traffic controllers telling you where to go and how many feet up, and okay. we were pretty high. And, yeah, I think there was a rule for a while about not being able to fly over or maybe commercial airlines still can't. I'm not really sure exactly how it works, but we had permission to do it. Wonderful. So, yeah, it was great. That really is. I don't necessarily need to ever get into another small plane again, but it was really fun. <laughs> oh, I've been on those propeller uh, jets, and, and they're even they're like 16-seaters, but uh, you feel every bump much more yes. than you would on, on a 740. That's true. 
That's true. But where did you take off of? Where did where did the plane? Uh... It was a small airport in um, New Jersey. Oh, Peterborough. Okay. I don't think it was Teterborough. I think it was right near Teterborough. It's smaller than that. Yeah, it wasn't Teterborough. It was much, much smaller than that. Just private planes are there, like small, small planes. Oh, wow. I, isn't Teter, Teterborough, isn't it only small planes there? Because I've um, taken a plane from there, and I thought it was, this was like 20 years ago or so, but I thought it was all just private planes there. Um, Is that now a bigger airport? I don't even know if it's a bigger airport or not, but it's definitely bigger than where I was. Where oh, I wow. <laughs> wow. But that is exciting. So anybody else, Dr. Jean, anything going on in your life that's exciting? Not really. Well, I shouldn't say that. I, I didn't want to really spill the beans. But remember, this, this fits in with your prediction. Oh, remember which one? Remember what you about the book? Oh, and Yeah. There was a problem with the one publisher, and it didn't work out, and I was going to be submitting the proposal somewhere else. And you said you saw a third publisher mm-hmm. with something on relationships. Well, guess what came up uh, on Friday? Well, you tell us. It looks like I am going to be doing something. I haven't signed the contract, but the, at the meeting, everybody said they love the idea of my doing this uh, book. It's it's pretty much they, they've set up what they want as far as the table of contents, but it's on relationships, so it's very close to the topic, and I can even put in some of my stuff about the brain chemistry and, and oh, wow. you know, the new but research. Yeah, 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 yeah. I so, told I mean, you so. How did, I, I was sure that that prediction was out the window because, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't. Even the other publisher and the same type of topic. I and told I was like, you. I knew you were with the wrong publisher. Once you went to the right place, I told you just a few weeks ago on this show when you said to me, no, 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 and I said, I still feel it. And I told you right here on this show that it needs to go to another publisher. So I'm glad that that – I told you from the get-go when we first started talking about this maybe six months ago that this has the potential of being very, very big for you. So I don't want to poo-poo anything at this point, but congratulations. I'm very excited for you. I, I and you have were a very, September, very October, right? Oh, I is that what I said? The prediction was September, October, and that was like October 29th, Friday. <laughs> and and but the other publisher, I didn't go to them. It just happened. This other publisher, the universe sent uh, the idea to the other publisher who 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 approached my agent and. Uh, the agent sent it over and asked if I'd be interested, but it was the same type of topic. Wow, that is wonderful. I don't remember the the dates that I came up for with you. I really don't. We'll have to go back and look at you know listen to some of the old podcasts and see what I said. But if you remember September October, then you know right in the nick of time. Right in the I mean that's what I said. That was that's even funnier that you had said September October and here it is like two days to the end of October and, and this also comes along. Wow. I know. And timing is very, very hard with predictions. It is, no matter how we look at it, because yeah, in, I know in that. the spirit realm there is no time. No time. So yes. I've had to learn how to sort of figure out on a sort of like my own time 
you know, timeline where it will fall based on what I feel. I mean, there are certain times I get a date and there's other times that I just feel it's extremely close. And sometimes I, I it, when it feels so, so close, like it's almost right in my face, I know it's going to happen within 24 or 48 hours. And I don't remember what I had felt with it, but, you know, it obviously, you know, I built some sort of timeline that kind of worked out. Um, well, you know, based on what you said. So I'm very, very happy to hear that, mostly because I knew this has such potential for you, uh, Dr. Jean. It really, really does, that I really am glad that you're, you know, that it's moving because I really feel this is going to be good for you. Well, so am I. It's fantastic. But, I mean, it was a fantastic prediction on, on your part, even the other publisher and uh uh, although I think you had told me, I got the sense you were telling me to scout it around, and I really hadn't done anything. That's why I didn't expect anything to come. And uh, sure enough, what came from uh, left field was appropriate and could even fit in some of my material. Mm, which is perfect. It really is perfect. And I do remember when we talked about it recently because I asked you what you were doing with it, and you said nothing. You didn't want to rewrite. You didn't want to do anything. So that's when I said to you, well, you know, at that point, I don't remember um, if I felt, I must, I don't remember, I, I knew there was going to be another publisher, but I didn't know how that publisher was going to get to you. Um, so I remember saying to you to, you know, start read, start typing and start getting it redone, but you didn't have to do it. So that's, that, that's the greatest thing and that it just, the opportunity just came to you, which is truly the way the universe works when we put things out there. Um, you know, it does. I mean, if we don't ask, we don't receive. And if we don't ask, we don't get what, we, what we're desiring or, or, you know, really hoping for. Um, and, you know, things just end up manifesting based on what it is that we're, you know, we're subconsciously sending out. So better set your intent. It's, you know, so much better when you have a vision in your, in your mind as far as what it is that you desire and set it out there. The universe will bring it to you in the way that's best for you. It might not be exactly the way you envision it, but it will be in your own best interest. I so see Frank, that. I know. So, Frank, Frank's the only one who hasn't reported in as far as what's new. Uh, nothing to report, Captain. Everything's clear. Uh, everything's good. Uh, clear sailing from here. How are you? Oh, good, busy, tired, and everything else. But we didn't, I might as well make mention of this, we didn't, last week we were talking here on the show about the pilot for the new TV show that we've got coming out. Um, was supposed to initially be previewed last Sunday, and the network, which is a brand new network, wasn't fully ready, so they pushed us back a week. So now the preview of the TV show will be on Sunday, November 7th at 9 p.m. And I'll have some information on the Blog Talk Radio site, on my website, which is ladyfontaine.com, and also on Facebook and Twitter um, as far as how to watch, how and where to watch the TV show. So that, well, it's not, you're not going to actually see a show yet, but you're going to see our trailer. Um, and then um, it will be on a bunch of websites, including YouTube, on Monday morning. So that's that's all I've got to report. I mean, that's been all I've been working on. Well, that's what we've been working, especially you, though. You have been the, the boss goddess. Uh, 
blush goddess. Do I like that? <laughs> as you've been referred to, it's true. God, I mean, you know, you have been working hard on this. I've been working on it, but you have been working hard. We, I mean, we like 20 hours a day. Tears for you. Yes. How many hours? 20? Maybe. I have some days literally 20 hours a day. I mean, between, you know, I'm getting a crew together, um, and, yes. you know, that means talking to – and I'm, I'm in a league that I'm not that familiar with. So, fortunately, I do have somebody who's um, the who is going to be the director of photography. So he's really tying a lot of this together for me and at least helping me understand all the com- components here that, that need to be into place. Um, you know, we have a bunch of um, – Videographers, videographers and cinematographers who are, you know, award-winning, you know, um, videographers. I mean, they have phenomenal work out there that are going to be on this project. So it's coming together, but it's a lot. I'm literally on the phone, you know, sometimes from, you know, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning till very, very late just talking to people and trying to get everything, you know, in order for, for the pilot, which we're filming on November 15th. So it is and really it will be worth it in the end. I know it will be. It really, really will. And you know, additional opportunities seem to be manifesting for us on an hourly basis as far as where and how. Um, you know, this is ultimately. It's just a lot of new things are opening up. So it's it's exciting, and we're we're you know plowing through it. And I just can't wait until the whole team's together, and this way I can just sort of enjoy, um, you know, what's really going to be happening because it's really going to be exciting, you know, on the 15th. And I have to call them because when I first told them that we were coming, I figured it would be, you know, five or six of us and, you know, maybe two cameramen or something. So we're probably going to be ending up showing up with a crew of, you know, 50. And I don't mean that literally because it's not going to be that many people. But um, it's going to be a lot more than what I anticipated. I mean, the director of photography is saying, you know, even get sound people there so this way, you know, everything is um, done right. So hopefully, you know, we'll get all the pieces together in the next week and, and have the right crew there. But I'm, it's, I'm like, I'm tired and I'm a nervous wreck over it. I really am. <laughs> Julie, do you have any, I mean, do you have any experience with this, Julie? I do. I do. I've worked on, well, not live TV, but, um, you know, film as far as doing what you're doing right now, like uh, all the phone calls and the, you know, I've produced before, so I know it's exhausting and it's it's just a lot of work. Of course, the end result is usually worth it, um, you know, even if it, you're getting a great education, if nothing else, but I'm oh, sure yeah, that's very true. Maybe. Extremely well, I have successful. to respect the producers' part, though. I mean, they've got a hard job there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. They, when they take it, they say it's, you have to plan. I've seen ads for producers with national shows 60 to 80 hours a week is the normal really work is. week. Yeah, I you are that. juggling a ton of balls at the same time, dealing with a lot of different personalities, a lot of different people thinking they know best, and... <laughs> 
answering well, a lot of... I don't understand who the goddess is, I guess. You, you <laughs> well, let me tell you, this goddess here, I don't know about other goddesses, but this goddess here knows from nothing. I mean, you know, I'm I'm learning, and I'm so thankful that the people I'm talking to are taking the time. Like, I'm getting people who, you know, like, they're telling me, well, they do a grip job. <laughs> I didn't even know what that was. Oh, I knew you know? what a grip was. I had a cousin who was a grip, but he couldn't get <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that I found out problem. now. And then yeah, he said they lose their lives. Electrician, I mean, that's serious business. So. Yeah, grips are great. They're they're uh, very important. <laughs> right, and, oh, and yeah. also like, but the audio. I figured for something like this, we really didn't know, didn't didn't need sound people, but the director of photography said that we do. So you know, now I'm searching for. I I thought I had one or two people, and and um, I'm not sure I have so many people who have you know, wanted to be involved with this. It's amazing how many people do want to be involved with, a, you know, a new show on this on this topic, on the paranormal. I'm amazed. I'm, ac- I'm absolutely amazed. And we also have people who are um, coming up with original soundtracks for us and stuff like that. So it's really fun and it's, it's exciting. I wish I could enjoy it, but I'm so tired and so overworked with it that I can't enjoy it yet. All you're in good time. You're not yourself. You're only going to entertain the audience. That's our job. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why, uh, you know, obviously by the 15th, I want, well, even, you know, before that, like by next, early part of next week, I want all the, the pieces in place so I can, you know, sort of, so they could be doing all this because, like, the director of photography was great. When I was talking to him today, he said, well, I'm going to go up and take a look at the location so I know exactly what to tell the sound people and the this and the that. I know what kind of lights we need and all this stuff. So that's great. I mean, that's taking a whole huge piece of this puzzle. And, you know, he's he's going to he, – he understands my vision, and I've seen his work, and it totally blew me away. Um, I also had somebody else, which was really interesting, who stepped forward, and I'm, if I have time, I'm going to meet with him next week. I just have to see how things unfold. If not, I'm going to push it back until after we film the pilot. But um, he has actually uh, produced another um, paranormal show, and he's actually right now in the process of marketing it, you know, and trying to get it uh, to, you know, out to a network. But I took a look at the show. He sent me you know, a trailer on it, and it was absolutely fascinating. It's different than what we're doing in, in certain ways. I mean, let's face it, a lot, most of the shows are similar, but, you know, ours takes it to, in a, approaches it in a little bit different way. Um, but, it, you know, I was absolutely blown away by that, too. It was a great show and a great concept. It, actually, the way he had his trailer, I was captivated by it, and I really want to watch the show now. I really, really do. So he, sent, he told me he would send me a link to the actual, you know, full episode. But it was fabulous. So there's, I, I'm just amazed, though, that the paranormal is, draw, is drawing out some really quality people. It almost feels to me this is going to be like a dream team. It's huge. Well, a lot of people are interested in it. movie, uh, Big Grocer, uh, in the box office. But yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, you know, renewed interest. I think it must take a lot of talent to be a photographer for the paranormal when you think of how hard it is to produce good pictures of, of people that are there. How do you produce right. good pictures and sound of people that aren't there? Well, that's part, you know, of, 
of the of us, you know. I mean, we're the ones who have to really, you know, there's going to be other cameras and other video cameras and all that are going to be sort of set up for that kind of stuff, and we'll just hope that we get decent footage that, you know, will be end up being part of the show. But what one thing I liked about when I was talking to, um, you know, the director of photography is that um, he, I, I don't have to do, um, my paranormal investigations in the dark. I mean, I in fact, I don't. I do a lot of them in the daytime, and I do a lot of them with lights on. I mean, I don't understand why you need to do it in the dark. And he loved that concept because then he can get really good footage without having to deal with just the night vision. So, you know, and I just, I don't know, I think it's going to be different. I think it's going to be interesting, and I think... Um, you know, the concept that we're bringing out, which everybody who, you know, watches the pilot on, on Sunday will know what we're, you know, how we're putting the show together. But it's a it's a totally different concept, and it, I feel it really is going to work, and it's really going to work in a very, very interesting way. So I'm very excited about it. Um, I just can't wait until hopefully I get every, all these pieces in place this week because we're still now working on doing yet another remake of the trailer. I mean, it really was like 90% done. It was really done. And then um, we're cha- we have to change a few things now. So now I'm into, okay, now I'm going to redo all my sections in the in the trailer as well. Julie, have you had a chance to look at it yet? No, I can't open it. And I yep. was so excited for it to come up on the 31st for me to you know, be able to look at it on one of your sites. But now I have to wait till the 7th. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that kind of like you know your 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 input or or whatever? I mean, I'm getting coaching on you know doing my part. I've changed it pretty dramatically, and I'm getting better. I still haven't come up with the final version yet, but I'm I'm getting more a little bit more pleased in in my my section. But this is tough. You know? yeah. It really is. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, well, like, we're all gonna look forward to November seventh. Uh, to Yay. see the trailer. And Yay. in the meantime, phone lines are open, so please call 646-381-4141 to speak with Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean. They are here to answer all your questions, so call 646-381-4141 to get expert advice on all that troubles you. And remember, if you don't get on the air tonight, please send us your question at mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean will be selecting a few questions each week to answer live on each show. That equates to getting a free reading. So don't miss this incredible opportunity. Send us your questions now. Tonight, Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean will begin taking calls right after the mailbag questions, so give us a call at 646-381-4141. And now it's time for our Sky McKenna's Skywatch Report. Remember to visit Sky at her website at skymckenna.com. Hello everybody, this is Sky McKenna with my weekly Skywatch Energy Report. This is a review of the energies for the upcoming week, and if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives, or you can go to my website, skymckenna.com, and click the link near the top of the page. You can also read the Energy Report on my blog. There's a link at the top of my website for that, too. So, we've got the wind at our backs. We're still holding on to our hats. Here's the week ahead in eight minutes or less. 
And this then is for the week beginning Sunday, October 31st, 2010. Well, this is a week of powerful energies and new transformational beginnings. It's the week of the intense new moon in Scorpio. And also, Neptune and the asteroid Chiron are moving to direct motion after months of retrograde travels. And we begin the week on Monday, November 1st, with retrograde Venus making an aspect of opportunity with intense Pluto. And there's an excellent prospect of close relationships of all kinds going deeper, or as deep as we want them to. We'll also have have an opportunity to become more authentic in how we relate to others as well as to ourselves. And there may also be some nifty financial opportunities popping up for us, so keep an eye out for that one. The energy belongs to the moon until we arrive at Thursday, November 4th, when Mercury forms a graceful, easy trine to Jupiter. Ideas, communications, and big visions will be flowing all around us, and we can feel optimistic and be lucky. For best results, we should put ourselves where that luck and those opportunities can find us. What the heck? Buy an extra lottery ticket today. And then Friday, November 5th, and Saturday, November 6th, are really the days to tread carefully this week. Mercury squares off with Neptune, the asteroid Chiron will be still in the sky, and we have a potent new moon in Scorpio almost all at once. So we'll want to watch that we don't step into our own or someone else's confusion. So the asteroid Chiron's been retrograde for the last five months, and during that time, we've been inwardly looking at places in our lives that need some healing, and how we might be experiencing wounding from others in some way, or more likely how we've been wounding ourselves or others. Now all those realizations are becoming ready for us to apply over the next few months. This might mean reaching a decision or a turning point about things we've struggled with since last May. For sure, we should get ready for some clarity and some healing along our paths. And the same day, Mercury squares off with dreamy Neptune, and that kind of adds to the elusiveness of the day and to the overall confusion. So if we don't absolutely have to make a decision for these couple of days, we'd be better off waiting a few more days to make that commitment. Today especially, we need to back off and collect our thoughts before we speak our minds. And then, also on Friday, November 5th, we'll have that new moon in Scorpio. This is a particularly healing new moon, but it does add to the mystery and watery intensity of the day. There's an urgency about planting the seeds for action now and getting ready to make a new beginning in our direction, our consciousness, or our healing of ourselves, others, places, or situations in our lives. Walk carefully these couple of days for best results. It's a very powerful and potent time, so use it wisely and well. Then on Saturday, November 6th, dreamy, sensitive Neptune moves forward, and we can put our dreams into motion. He's been retrograde since May 31st, and with Neptune and Aquarius, the sign of electricity and vibrations will be tuning into energies around us and maybe not even know why. While Neptune was retrograde, our inner radar was quietly heightened, and we may have gained great awareness through psychic hits that came out of the blue. Now our feelings are more finely tuned and ready to pick up and perceive subtle signals. So we should stay connected with our dreams right now and look for unusual and prophetic information to be available at the tip of our minds. It's really the time to put our dreams into action and tap into our deeper awareness and spirituality. We've all been quietly learning beneath the surface these past few months, and now we can slip that new understanding into our lives. And also on Saturday, November 6th, Mercury will form a flowing trine aspect to Uranus. And that's going to heighten the likelihood of tapping into energetic vibrations and sudden strikes of originality and those aha moments. So we should absolutely take advantage of the electric energy surrounding us this day. It's a big one. And next week, we'll have another energy shift to lighter and faster movement. Pleasure-seeking Venus will enter fun-loving, fiery Sagittarius, and our communicator Mercury will be right on her heel. So next week, watch for a bit of relief from all the recent Scorpio intensity. But more about this in next week's Skywatch. But for now, I want to talk about how and where each sign may experience the energy of this Scorpio new moon. And as always, this will apply to your sun sign and rising ascendant sign if you know it. 
Aries, assets or resources you weren't aware of can almost jump into your lap now, and jointly held resources and partnerships can change for the better, too. Taurus, your partnerships of all kinds can undergo a healing and a transformation, and a new passion can also arrive in any of your partnership endeavors. Gemini, your health, work, and daily routines can become transformed in a very powerful way, and you can also find a new or renewed power on the job front. Cancer, romance, creativity, and children can begin to transform or heal in some way. You may also find yourself making some deep changes to finally have your needs met. Leo, home and family can be very healing, intense, and or transformative, or all of the above. Be careful of power struggles getting in the way of healing, though. Virgo, transformative communications of some kind, can bring in awareness or knowledge that you've needed to hear. Let this information bring healing. Libra, money and finances can undergo a transformation and a healing, and your own feelings of self-worth can skyrocket, which in turn opens even more new doors. Scorpio, this is your new moon, dear Scorpio, so get ready for some personal transformation to flood your life. This can be an exciting time of personal renewal for you. Take advantage of it. Sagittarius, some quiet time can open doors to your transformation, and secrets or hidden information can come to light and fill in some blanks for you. Also, be ready for some psychic moments. Capricorn, your friends' hopes and wishes can undergo change now. Friendships and associations can deepen in ways that expand your world, so allow that to happen. Aquarius, your professional life undergoes a change or transformation, and you'll find new power and incentive to get where it is that you want to go in life. Pisces, truth and a higher knowledge will transform your world and your direction. Distant places can provide a mind-expanding, door-opening change for you now. Well, that's a wrap for this week's edition of the Skywatch Energy Report. And remember, if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives or visit my website, skymckenna.com, and the link is right there at the top of the page. And you'll also find a link to my new blog if you'd like to read the Energy Report. And remember, the animals still need your help. You can feed a homeless animal with just the click of the mouse. It's absolutely, positively, no questions asked free. In 2009, your clicks equaled 92 million bowls of food for homeless animals. So just go to theanimalrescuesite.com and click on the purple button that says, Click here, it's free. Well, that's about it for this week. And remember, you never lose by loving. You always lose by holding back. So till next time, take good care. God bless. And namaste. Looks like a week of transformation. Thank you, Sky McKenna. As always, what an amazing report. To learn more about Sky, please visit her website at skymckenna.com. Or check out my show page here on Blog Talk Radio. There's a link that goes directly to her website. You can also listen to Sky live on the air on Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Pacific time on Achieve Radio. That is AchieveRadio.com. Tell Sky you heard about her here. Well, it's uh, time for the mailbag questions of the day. Are you guys ready? Yep. As always. All right, dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean, I really trust your advice and listen to your show every week. I want to ask you about my girlfriend because I just don't know where else to turn. It seems like she'll do just about anything other than spend time with me. Suddenly, after a year of dating and three months of living together, cleaning soap scum off the shower door is more pleasurable activities than spending time together. We used to go out at least to the movies or to see her band perform, but these days she just wants to go out and be friends and family members. It's not that I think she shouldn't be around her families. I'm sorry, go out and be with friends and family members. It's not that I think she shouldn't be around her family but not all the time. 
I want to stay important to her, too. After all, we decided to move in together, and I thought this might be a step towards setting up a life together. Now I don't even think she wants to be around me. Please help. I would love your input before I talk to her and possibly mess up my relationship forever. Thanks. Jordan L. Okay. Well, I happen to like the energy that I'm feeling between Jordan and his girlfriend. So I kind of feel that they're just sort of in this routine place. But I I feel very genuine feelings on both of their parts. I'm feeling actually a really nice chemistry. It might be turned off right now, but it is there. Um, I kind of feel if he sat down and talked to her, it would sort of open her eyes because she feels to me almost as if um, she's kind of doing what she wants to do or, you know, what she feels is the right thing to do because I'm not feeling any disharmony at all in the energy. So my gut feeling is um, just sort of having a, 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 a loving and caring and nurturing and, and open kind of conversation will sort of reset the barometer as far as where their, you know, passion and interest um, in each other is. And I feel it's going to totally renew things. So if he does have um, dialogue, or if they do have dialogue, let it be positive and let it be constructive because there's still a heck of a lot of potential in this relationship. Dr. Jean? Well, you know, it seems like a lot of times people are on best behavior when they're dating or when they're, let's say, once they're living or married to somebody, they're on best behavior when they go to visit their friends or family, wherever they don't live. And I think this girl is kind of in in that situation that now that she lives with him, it's kind of like, well, he's not going anywhere. I'm going to come home to him. We have each other. But I, I don't see my mother, my sister, my friends as much as I used to. So she's going out to see them. Whereas this is more like uh, they're an old married couple with five kids. And that, I mean, that should cue them off if they're living together, that she has different ideas about what you have to do to keep the relationship going. It's almost like the roles are reversed, especially when he said to see her band perform. Um, it's kind of like... Uh, She's like like men tend to do this. Okay, I'm married. I'll sit in the chair and watch television, and we stay home together. I don't really feel like going out. That's that's how she's behaving, and you know. But you're right. He certainly should talk to her about it because I don't think she feels she's doing anything wrong. It's like okay, we're together all the time. Well, we don't have to date anymore, and you do to keep the relationship going. Right, and that's exactly what I feel. So I I, I feel it's, that they most definitely can save this relationship. I just feel it just needs a little bit of a tweak, and, you know, things will be back on track because, to me, it feels uh, still a tremendous amount of, of affection and caring and, and love between the two of them. I kind of feel this is going to work out for them. I well, think we do so. Yeah, we have somebody else. We have one other letter, which is actually uh, kind of related, uh, come to think of it. Um, let me read this to you, because maybe you can give them both advice at the same time. It starts, Dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo, I'm totally in love with my boyfriend, and I know that he loves me. We love all the same things, even the same food. The only thing that's bothering me is he keeps talking about his ex, Sophie. He and Sophie broke up about three weeks before we got together, and my best friend warned me that he might be on the rebound, but it's not like that. But it's little stuff, like he doesn't want to move furniture. And I heard him mention to a friend at a party 
that it's because Sophie moved it around like that. When we were picking out movies on Netflix, he kept mentioning that he'd seen them, and most of them he got sheepish and started staring into space until I asked why, and he said because he saw them on dates with Sophie. I don't know if I should be jealous or what. We never go to the movies. I'm mostly writing because he asked me last week if I wanted to move in, and we've only been dating for a month. Should I be doing something different? That's Beverly C., well, I would say don't. I don't. I kind of feel this isn't the right time to move in together. I'd like to see the relationship, um, you know, a little bit more matured. And I would also like to see him a little bit further along in this process of getting over his last relationship or the relationship with Sophie, because. You know, I mean, it's, it's it's so strong in his energy that his heart. To me, it feels like his heart is broken, and he just hasn't fully processed things. It doesn't mean that he's not. I'm trying to think of the right way of putting it. That he's not falling or not open to being in a new relationship, but he feels to me kind of like in that. Um, safety zone where he hasn't fully opened his heart to the new relationship and he feels like he's still kind of living in the past. So I would highly suggest don't take that big leap into moving in until he's really cruising along and she's fully getting everything that she wants from the relationship and where he's focusing a heck of a lot less on all the hurt that he had in that in his in his previous relationship. Dr. Jean? Yes. See, sometimes what people try to do is when one relationship ends, they try to pick up the next one at the same point where the first one ended. And I get the sense that he's rushing to ask her to move in. Whether he feels ready or not, he's trying to replace Sophie. And if she thinks she talks about Sophie now, what's going to happen when she moves in and he says, oh, you know, Sophie kept moving that table, Sophie chose that chair, What's going to happen when he accidentally calls her Sophie, which is going to happen if it's not happening already when they're together? What about when he's talking in his sleep and he says, Sophie? <laughs> you know, they're, they're Sophie is on the mind, and she's, and she's taking part of the house and the furniture, and, you know, unless they can move to totally new territory. But I, I think you're right. He, he still he needs at least five more months to maybe six months to get over Sophie. So do you how do you suggest that they move forward? Should they continue sort of the way they are? Should they have a little bit of break in this relationship? What would be the best approach? Well, when you ask me to move in, I would take that as an opportunity to say, you know, you asked me to move in, but I, I'm not comfortable because you don't seem like you're really over Sophie and you don't want to go to the movies because you remind you of going to the movies with Sophie and what's going to happen when we're eating at the table or when I'm cooking or something and you say, oh, Sophie did that or everything's going to remind you. So I, I think you've got to get past that first. You know, we don't have to stop dating. And we should do different things than movies, not do the same thing the two of you did together. Start in the past and present and future with the two of them together. Uh, but at the same time, she, it's not a good thing for her to move into the place and step into the other woman's shoes. I, and I agree with that. I really do. 
I'm struggling with this echo here. Is anybody else hearing it? I hear them very, very strong. I know. I don't know what to do about it. I really don't. It's so distracting. I can hardly hear. The one thing that I can I can suggest is that perhaps we all hang hang up and try calling back in. Uh, that's I into, tried uh, that and it didn't do any good for me. But maybe if the rest of us did that, I mean, call if the callers can stay on the line. I think I will stay on the line. But can you guys try that? Okay. Absolutely, Frank. Frank, I don't yes. hear an echo when Frank talks. Oh yeah, I don't either. You're right. I Maybe hear I sh- she and Dr. Jean. Well, I'm going to hang up anyway, just in case. Okay. All right, let's let's all let's all do it all except right. for you, just so we can keep the callers on. Right, right. All right. Callers, stay in queue. Don't hang up. All right, Dr. Jean is back. I would try to unmute you. I, I hear. Oh, okay, that's fine. All right, now it's better. Okay. There was some really weird static when you when you went on. That, but, that um, was Gene. That was Gene. As uh, soon okay. as she got on the line, it started. But at least we don't have to echo, and we could start taking calls in a few minutes. Julie, are you there? I'm here. All okay. right. All right. I think we're this. fixed. Yeah, I think it was everyone doc- sounds I think great. Right, and Dr. Jean isn't back yet, but here she is. Let's see what happens when she gets back. Hi there. Okay, hi. Hello? All right, we're fixed. Oh, thank God. This is a well, I, better. I would like to take a moment to say uh, thank you to Jordan and Beverly for uh, sending us those questions, um, and hopefully this advice helps you guys out. Uh, please, So please keep in touch with us. Let us know how things turn out. And a reminder to the rest of you, keep sending your questions. The mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. That's mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. And we're going to pick a couple of those questions each week to answer live on the show before we start taking calls. But speaking of which, those phone lines are open, so please give us a call at 646-381-4141 to speak with Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean get some advice. So are you guys ready to take some calls? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. All right. Well, first here we have... Uh, Richard actually has a question for Dr. Gene about curing his compulsive gambling. Richard, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi, Richard. Hello. You're betting on oh, oh, oh. Uh, the wrong things? What's up? Um, Richard? I'm sorry, what was the question? Yes, yeah, I, hi, hi. You, you wanted to talk about uh, some gambling issues? Yes, I've been struggling with we're gambling um, probably for about it's probably been about five years now. Um, I've uh, uh, I've tried the the GA meetings, but that doesn't seem to be enough for me. Uh, I don't know if you have it. Any other any other advice for uh, how on how to stop uh, compulsive gambling? Yeah, well, you know, I, I guess I was lucky in the sense of being unlucky. I don't like anything to do with gambling, even if it's the church bazaar, for the simple reason. 
all the kids used to come on the school bus with these big toys, and they'd ask me what I wanted, and I never won anything. So I guess that was good for me. If, if do you, uh, what kind of gambling do you do? I mean, is it uh, cards? Uh, you go to Vegas? Yes, or, you, uh, yeah, specifically it is. It is uh, well, you know what, lately it, it used to be, it did start out as, uh, well, okay, it started out as table games, like uh, one that's called Let It Ride, I think it is. Um, and uh, I never knew how to play poker, but like through that game, I learned how to play poker. So, uh, well, I learned and didn't learn. I mean, I should put that in quotation marks because uh, they say if you really are, you know, if you know what you're doing, you should be profitable. But that has not been the case for me at all. Um, and so, okay. so yes. specifically, it's it poker. Yeah. Okay. So, so did did this start with the people at work? Uh, who do you gamble with? Who are your companions? With whom? No, not not with friends or. Do you mean, or do I go to, right, like, right. with coworkers? Yeah, well, yeah, no. Like, like, they have pools and, and everything, and, and sometimes it really gets out of hand. Well, you know, the, it, it did start out as a family thing, because it, it usually it used to be on Sundays. We're like, you know, let's do something fun together as a family, and uh, we would, like, go to the casino, and that's how it started. But later... After that, you know, I gamble on my own. I mean, I go to the casinos on my own. I gamble online on my own. I mean, it's no longer a social event. You know, sometimes there are other things that are that can give you the same feel, let's say day trading or something where it feels like gambling or it feels like gaming, but but you're playing in the sense that you don't lose. You know, you might not win a lot, there's a lot of things you can do on the internet, but you're, you're not going to be playing for big stakes and losing. That's what I found can be very helpful. Like if people would shop online and they and they look for bargains, or um, nowadays they have so many poker games where if you're good enough, you get played, you get paid, you know, just to be there, and you don't have to be gambling your own money or anything. Do you have any skills where you could turn it into something where you're not losing money and then in that vicious cycle where you lose the money and you keep trying to get back what you initially put in and you don't and you you do stupid things because you're so desperate to get back more and more and then you're not paying bills. and You know, there, there, there are so many substitutes now that, that can bring either positive ends or neutral ends, but, but you're not getting hurt. Do you have any, oh, any that, skills like that? Right. I have uh-huh. ideas or anything like that. Did you? No, I, I, I know. I don't know anything like that. What uh, can you can you tell me a little bit more well, uh, about that? They have mm-hmm. poker tournaments, and you know they have people that can audition to be on television for poker games, and you don't have to play for money. You're just playing for skill. And then you're in a situation, if you make it into a tournament, where you don't really lose in terms of money. You might not win. So in that sense, you lose, but you're not putting your own money down. Are you good enough to do that? 
Okay, uh, right. You're suggesting to play more tournament than cash. Yeah, 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 yeah. Play tournaments, play sports. You know, it's a sport kind of thing. That's what I'm suggesting. And the win is if you get accepted or you you win, then eventually it does come to money. But you're not throwing away money. Right, that's true. Because when you know with tournaments, you pay a certain buy-in and. Uh, and you get a certain amount of chips, and you can't lose more than your buy-in. Exactly, and, and, and it's a skill, and if you get good enough, who knows? You know, you can. there's nothing more than getting paid to do what you would pay to do, but you're doing it in a controlled kind of positive way. And, again, if with a tournament, you're not, you're not going to uh, gamble away your rent by paying to buy into a tournament where you might with with something that's that's a game or a casino. Is that true? Right, because, I mean, with cash games, you know, the mm-hmm. you're only out of the game when your credit cards are maxed out. That's when you're out of the game. With a tournament, you're, you're out of the game when your chips are now. Would you, can you try that? If you're saying Gammonon hasn't worked, I don't think Gammonon would probably not recommend that at all because I know... With people that go to GA, I know a lot of the women, and they have their own the Gammonon meetings for the husband being in GA, and they're like, I give my husband $50 a week, and he has to account for everything. And they tell you to stay away from games uh, like Monopoly and anything with dice. But I'm thinking a different way now that there are such things as tournaments, which they didn't have years ago, uh, one way to channel it in a positive direction might to get involved in something like that for you, where you well, let me, increase. Let's, uh, yeah, let's okay. ask Julie, because Julie, Julie, are you on uh, I'm on tournaments? How would he get involved with something that yeah. would make his gambling interest a little bit more constructive and more, and, and, and like, I guess you pay to be in the tournament, and but you're not, bet, are you betting real money? No, because once, once you paid, you, that's it. Like, if the buy-in is $60, then that's all. You know, your chips may be worth 5000 but it's all fake money from then on. The most Which you can is lose good. is $60 or whatever it is oh. that the buy-on is. Buy-in. Okay. But he, it sounds like he knows that. You know that this, the tournament, you know how to play. How to, you've played tournaments before, right? Yes, I have. And, uh, and, and I mean, they, they are a great way to limit your losses, but... But I just I also find them kind of boring sometimes because you could play, you know, you could play for five hours or six hours and then get to what they call the bubble, which means that's when you that's the the last person that doesn't get paid. Say they say they have a hundred players and they only pay the top ten, and you after five hours of play you end up number eleven. Your SOL. Well, the next <laughs> you know. time you'll be nine or ten. Julie came in place, didn't you? In a, in a, a master tournament. Yeah, but That's I think the that fun. the point you get better and better. Definitely, of course. But I think the point here is like when I play tournaments, it's for the fun of it. So if I bubble, if I'm the bubble person, then I don't. Then it's fine because I only paid sixty dollars or whatever the buy-in is, and I had a great time for five hours. And that's what concerns me about him, about you is that you want to do this for the compulsion of gambling. And not for the fun of it, and so that is improve your skills so that you can eventually be one of the people that does get paid. Yeah, but is that 
is that the, the, the is that no, but is that the right approach? It's sort of like um, you know, if you are trying to stop smoking, do you smoke more or go and smoke in a in a controlled environment to to learn to stop smoking or to try to stop smoking? I mean, what I, would be I want to ask him. I want to ask him one question. Um, what was the what did was it about GA that did not work for you? I was wondering that same thing, so it's a good yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. here. Richard? What was it that didn't work for me? Yes. How many meetings did you go to, and why why wasn't it successful for you? Uh, I went to about three meetings, and you know what? The really the the number one reason it wasn't successful for me is um is just convenience in getting to the meetings. So I guess it's not okay. Well, then I have a question for you. How far would you go? Uh-huh. How far would you go to play poker? Gonna, yeah, right. One more time. How far would you go to play poker if it wasn't convenient for you? <laughs> right. No. Of course. Right. Right. That, that's a whole. That's a. The right. answer to that is 180 degrees different. Right. right. So then the key is that you're not ready to stop. Because until you make that a high priority and until you make that as important as gambling, then it's just truly going through the motions. It's not really being dedicated and focused. It's just like how many people wake up and decide, okay, today I'm going to start a diet or today I'm going to stop smoking or today I'm going to whatever and, you know, stop drinking or whatever and don't do it. You know, it it becomes a matter of priorities. When it becomes the single most important thing in your life, then you do it. It's not trying, you do it. So it sounds to right. me that you're That's... not fully ready. You're just not fully ready to do it. So sometimes you have to, you know, keep, you know, keep losing more or keep going through whatever it is until you hit a point where you really either bottom out or you get it gets to a point where it really interferes with your day-to-day life. And when you hit that point, then you may be in a different position where it becomes something that I'll, you'll take the inconvenience. Because truly, how much of an inconvenience, how, many, how far was the meeting from your home? Well, I about a year ago, I... I I moved to another city now where it's really far. I mean, I uh, no, I mean it's the closest meeting I know of is about six hours away. But wow. in the past, in the past, I did live in a city where the meetings All were. All right. Well, they right have there. meetings on the internet now. They have phone meetings. They have other ways for people like you. But I think you should move somewhere where the where the closest gambling center. Or the closest casino is six hours away. Exactly. <laughs> That's really a good plan. Well, really good luck a really to you. Good point. All right. Yeah, let thank us know how let us know out. how it turns out. Okay, thank okay. you very much for All right, the thank advice. You. Okay. Bye. Okay, well, that was an interesting question. It was probably the first time we've ever had um, a challenging question like that, but I think we all sort of offered some very, very good advice to him. All right, who is our next caller? I have Paula, and Paula has a specific question about a life partner. Okay. So, Paula, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, Hi. Paula. Um, I'm 41, mm-hmm. and um, and I had taken an extended period off from, like, dating and, and love because 
I don't know, everybody I was seeing, it was never the right guy. So I was taking a break and, like, waiting for Mr. Right to come along. Mm-hmm. And um, it actually, that break actually lasted, like, ten years, which is shocking, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, um, after waiting that long, I kind of thought to myself, gee, maybe, maybe I don't get a life partner, and maybe there is no life partner for me. Maybe there is no perfect partner. That's what we're really up against. You're you're not going to find your soulmate. So um, anyway, I got tired of waiting, and after coming to this realization that maybe there was none, um, I reconnected with somebody that I used to work with um, a few years ago that I had had a very strong connection with at the time, but he was not um, available. Mm -hmm. So I figured that he couldn't be my right person at that time. But um, when we reconnected, we did decide to have a, a brief um, relationship, and I thought I would go ahead and do that just so I could have a little bit of short-term happiness. In other words, and he was still connected to somebody else. He was married or... Yeah, uh, yeah okay. exactly. Okay, that hadn't changed, but, but your Correct. attitude toward it had, had changed. Okay. Right, because, um, because I figured it was the closest, closest I was going to get to to having any happiness at all would be maybe maybe a few months of temporary happiness. That is understandable. A lot of times a woman who's been single a long time will choose a married man sort of as an interim kind of relationship, saying, I know this isn't likely to go anywhere, but it's better than not having anybody. Right. So anyway, um, um, I ended that uh, last month, but then I did see him again this morning. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Well, wow. but my question for um, Lady Fontaine actually is: Do you think it's possible that I could that I actually do have a life partner out there that I will someday find, and it's just been taking ex- exorbitantly long, or or what? Do you think there's hope for me? Do you think all I get is these glimpses into happiness, or do you think I, I really can have a real oh, happy? Yeah. I do feel you can have a real happy relationship. I mean, when I scan your energy, um, I feel somebody who honestly feels to me that he's been around. And I'm not saying this is somebody who um, you know or anything of that nature, but I feel it's the type of relationship that is truly not going to enter into your life until you're quote-unquote ready, whatever that ready means for you. Okay. and and I honestly feel when I look at your energy, you're not that far from the point of really being ready. What it feels to me at this point is that 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 kind of like that ten year break that you had um, uh-huh. sort of sort of put a decent amount of walls up, and you're just not ready, fully ready to let those walls down. And it right. kind of feels to me when you do, when you're really open to allow yourself to be vulnerable and take that risk of getting hurt, take the risk of, you know, taking a chance in a relationship and and doing it with your whole heart and soul. Because you can't do it halfway and expect to get full results. And honestly the the connection and the and the the person that I feel out there for you, it feels to me you have to be at that point. You can't be doing this halfway with this person. And there are situations, it's not always, sometimes a soulmate will enter or a a perfect life partner or a good life partner will enter into your life and they'll be part of the 
the the change and the transition and the growth in your life, which will get you to that point. And other times when I'm reading energy, I feel that the partner won't come in until you work through some stuff. And that's what I'm feeling in your situation. I do feel the person's out there. I can feel it so strong. It's a um, heart-to-heart kind of connection. And let me tell you, he's not far away. He's so close. So it almost feels to me that, you know, all you'd have to do is really send out the intent for him and be ready for him, and he Mm -hmm. would enter into your life. I mean, if you were listening to the show at the beginning when when Dr. Jean was talking about – you know, uh, the timing of a prediction I had made for her on her book. And I was explaining how when I, do, when, I, when I do readings and I look at the time, how I know when something is close. And when it's literally right in front of my face and it's that close, I know it could happen today, it could happen tomorrow, it's that close. And that's how close this guy is around you. And I could actually see a silver cord connecting you heart to heart. So there's no doubt in my mind that he's there, and there's no doubt in my mind that he's very close by. Now okay. the work is in your hands to get yourself to the point where you really are ready to open up and be vulnerable and let go of some of the things that have hurt you in the past because the only person that it's hurting right now is you. Um, mm-hmm. Dr. Jean, do you have anything to add to that, and is there any specific advice you can give her to sort of help her transition out of that point to allow herself to be more vulnerable? Well, what I'm thinking is uh, part of it is not only the vulnerability, but the willingness to accept somebody that you might not think fits your ideal. A lot of times you see somebody, let's say like the person I'm with now, maybe 20 years ago, I wouldn't have thought that, that he was that much of an ideal, but, you know, by letting them and getting to know the person and feeling comfortable and and feeling an important friendship that can develop into a love relationship. And if you're out there, let's say, in bars seeking the perfect guy and going by a stereotype, it's a lot harder than if if you're looking at people and meeting them through interests. Uh, If there's things you enjoy doing, try to get out there and do things, and then you find somebody that at least shares part part of your life because they're involved in the same activities. They're, they're thinking of other things besides meeting somebody. And also remember, a lot of people were married, and now their marriages are over. So you're at the age now where divorce is starting on, on the male end, and they're becoming really available again, although they might have a child or two. I don't know how right. you feel about that. Yeah. Is that I mean, does, does anything I'm saying spark off anything that... Uh, you'd like to do with it's available? Yes. Um, in fact, last week, I, I love to sing karaoke. And I know it sounds silly, but... Uh, last no, week I was out, it doesn't at all. <laughs> I was out at the, um, the karaoke bar, and um, some people that I, I have seen there previously were there again, and they had an extra person with them. And this guy um, did talk to me a lot. He did actually seemed very attracted to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was very, very nice. And... Uh, and Good-looking, but physically a little bit different than I normally would go for. Mm-hmm. Right, um, not your standard type, but right, that's n- not okay. my standard. Uh, but very, but very nice. And he was also younger than me, but that happens a lot because I look uh, a little bit younger than I am. So anyway, so um, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is this person. He does share the same interest. He does. He did sing karaoke that night, and he is coming. 
um, on Saturday night, and they invited me back to come on Saturday night. So Good. What Whoa. is his first name? His first name? Yes. His first name is Jordan. Jordan. Um, the reason why I asked that was I want to connect that name with the energy that I feel because, as I said, but I can give you some other names too if you would like to hear some <laughs> other names if possible. <laughs> no, um, um, no, because this to me felt like he was, like I said, ready to come in. And if you just met him, um, that one intrigues me. It really, really does. Um, let me say this to you: I, I, regardless if he is quote unquote the one or not. I like the energy. I like how it interacts with you, with yours, and I really like the quality of who he is. I mean, to me, it feels like he has the utmost respect for women, and I, I feel he really puts a woman on a pedestal. Did you see that coming through in just dialoguing with him? That respect thing. I, I think you're right. I think you're definitely right about that. Being very respectful. I, yeah, he is, and that's something I don't ever remember saying on the show before because I've never had the situation where I felt it. But but it, <laughs> he really feels to me to be a great guy. Um, at, the more I'm talking about him, the more I feel that energy, which was slightly off to my right but right in my face, um, that I feel is your soulmate, the more it's moving towards you. Um, well, if it's not, if, if this guy isn't it, then you're about to... That you're about to meet somebody else, but I'm going to tell you, Jordan could very likely be the, the person that I'm feeling around you. Um, it's okay. not anybody else that you want to talk to me about. It isn't. It, if it's anybody, it's Jordan. If it's not, then this person's entering into your life almost momentarily. It's that close. But okay. spend some time between now and Saturday, if you can, and try to just ask yourself the things that are holding you back from opening your heart and allowing yourself to be vulnerable. And also, if you want to um, sort of encompass some of what Dr. Jean said about, you said he's not exactly physically the same or everything, really weigh it in your head. I mean, how important is that if you have a man that, I mean, let me tell you, it's very rare to find a man that truly respects women these days and, and really puts them on a pedestal. So, you know, if that works with your personality and that's something that you would want and desire. And when I look at relationships, that you've had, I feel in a lot of ways you, you're, you're independent and you haven't really allowed a, a man to do that before, to, to really, uh, probably you haven't even drawn in that type, but you, it, to me it feels like you've drawn in more men who are um, less interested and not as respectful of women and certainly not putting them on pedestals. So get yourself to the point where you're ready to accept that um, and ask yourself if the physical differences or the, the sheer fact he's not really your type is truly worth limiting the potential of having somebody so special in your life. And okay. if, if you know if you open to it, it's right in front of you. It's right in front of you. Okay. So give us a call after Saturday and let us know. Because I have a feeling it's going to blossom for you. I really, okay. truly do. All right? Give us a call next week and tell us how it works. How it goes. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Good luck to you. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Um, that was another great call. I really, really enjoyed that question. And let me tell you, the energy I feel for her, um, you know, uh, soulmate here, 
there, we ought to, if we could somehow clone that energy, because <laughs> it's amazing. It really, truly is. And I have a gut feeling this guy is going to end up turning out to be somebody very, very special in our life. All right. Um, who is our next caller? Our next caller is Cindy, who's divorced after 17 years. Uh, I'm going to let Cindy explain the situation. Cindy, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Hi, Dr. G and Lady Fontaine. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, our pleasure. How can we help you? Oh, I hope you can. I I was div- uh, divorced after a 17-year relationship, a 17-year marriage, which I thought was an excellent marriage, until one day he I, he came home and just said, "I want a divorce." Um, left me for another Ooh. woman. Um, I lost my home. I lost my possessions. I mean, it was it it was really bad. That was two years ago, and it was quite a shock. Um, I didn't see it coming. But uh, since then, I'm trying to recover, and I about three three months ago or so, I decided I was going to start dating. And I put myself on some dating sites, and I just, I've had a couple dates, not anything great, but I can't even get people to reply to me. Um, I try to sound upbeat, and I approach people online, and I've, I've gone out to... Uh, areas of other activity that I enjoy with friends. I haven't met anybody. Uh, I'm in my mid-50s. I don't know if that's an issue. But um, it's just been very discouraging. And I, I just I start to feel like maybe the happiest times I, I had was my marriage, which I thought was excellent. And maybe there's, you know, although it wasn't excellent, I thought it was. But um, I, I, I guess my question is, do you see anything for me in the future? Am I... Uh, or is this as good as it gets? Um, it it de- it definitely is not as good as it gets. I feel um, almost the answer to your your dilemma here is very similar to one of our previous calls because it feels to me, again, that you're not fully ready. I know you think you are, and I know it feels like you are um, to okay. you, but in energy, it's not showing me that that you are ready. It still shows me very much holding on to the past and very much. Um, wanting to recreate the past rather than opening to whatever new potential or opportunities or experiences are out there. And I feel you carry your ex-husband very close in your heart, very, very close in your heart, um, And which isn't a bad thing. I mean, obviously you loved him and, and you thought it was a great marriage and you, 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 know, you, 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 you really loved the life that you had. But it still feels to me, it really feels to me that you just... You know, after somebody would leave you and you lose your your house and everything, you would think that you would have be cursing this guy and you know yeah. pushing him so far out of your heart, but you don't. You carry him very close to your heart. I, I, yeah, and I haven't been able to get angry with him for some reason. I just I'm very disappointed. Uh, I guess I believe everybody should. Everybody has the right to be happy. And if he was not happy with me, I think he should have told me. But the way he did it was just such a betrayal, uh, but I still, uh, I'm, I guess, uh, I wish I could get angry with him. You right. didn't see a lot of negative coming. It's, it, that's what it sounds like. Usually marriages go downhill. It's, it's not overnight. It sounds like this felt like almost an overnight thing, and you it, really enjoyed well, the lifestyle you were involved in and a lot of other aspects of, of being together. I thought he was Friends, my best friend. The house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really did, well, and, and it was quite a shock. Um, he had only he met the woman on the internet. 
I was uh, my father passed away be- two months before that, and I was taking care of helping to take care of him. And while I was gone, he met this woman in a chat room, and he, within two months' time, he decided she was his soulmate, and he mm. was gone. So I didn't have a chance. I didn't see it coming. Well, would you take him back? If, if, is that still in your mind that, you know, two months of knowing somebody on the Internet isn't like a 17-year marriage? Do you think that this is going to run its course and then he'll come back? Uh, was well, do you want it, me I mean, to answer like, that? Can I, do you want well, me to answer that? There's nothing to come back to. Everything's destroyed that, that we had. The house and everything was sold and split. Well, we lost the house to foreclosure. He left without pay, helping to pay the mortgage. I couldn't keep it. And I had to sell all our furniture at a at an estate sale. And uh, so every everything is gone. There's, there's really nothing to come back to. I'm in a Yeah, but there's apartment. your heart to come back to. There is your heart, Cindy, to come back to. And I feel that's what's, that's what's stopping you from being able to move forward with the new relationships mm-hmm. um, because you are still locked into to that and you might not have the physical things with this man that you once had but if he came back and he was apologetic because really i mean how long has he been with this woman because my gut feeling is um at soulmate or no soulmate so he thinks i don't feel that the relationship is is quite as idyllic as he either says it is or thinks it is and i actually have a stronger feeling that she is unhappy or not thrilled in the relationship, and if anybody's going to leave the relationship, it's going to be her. That's the feeling I get. I'm, I'm friendly with her ex, with her husband. She's still not. She's not divorced. She talked my ex into divorcing me almost immediately, um, and she is still married to her husband. She left her two children to go live with my ex-husband, and um, I I don't know, but it's been almost two years now. They met. Uh, it'll be two years in December that they met. So they've been living together from, uh, I think that they moved in, um, it was probably May, probably April or May of 2009 they started living together. So it's been a while. Well, I'm still not feeling it's the healthiest or happiest relationship, and it would not surprise me within the next, I'm going to say, four to six months if that relationship does crumble and he comes crawling back. And regardless, I mean, I know you said everything's gone, but what that connection in your heart of hearts isn't gone. And that uh, truly, to me, it feels that's what's stopping you from being able to move forward. If he comes back and you decide to take him back or not, um, in order for you to be able to move forward, you have to let go. And, And you don't have to, but the best advice is to allow yourself to let go. And if you truly let go, you're going to free yourself from everything that's holding you back because you're the one losing now because you're holding on to what what it is that you did have. Granted, you you understand that you or you think you can't get back everything that you lost, but if he reentered or any man reenters into your life and you choose to open up to a relationship, something new, something different, something beautiful within its own right, um, you know, can manifest for you, but you have to allow it and you have to be ready. Okay. So do the work on you. I mean, try to get in touch with whatever that feeling is. You know, I mean, look how your life got destroyed. And like you say, you can't get angry at him. Well, let's ask the psychologist here, Dr. Jean. She can't get angry. I mean, when you look at the stages of healing, 
what, anger is what, the second thing? Anger is usually the second after denial, and it sounds like she's still almost in denial and numb because you didn't see it coming. You didn't see the negativity, uh, like there wasn't much, if any, negativity in the marriage. A week, a week before he left, he gave me two dozen roses and a card telling me how much he loved me and was so happy with me. <laughs> well, then he, he obviously was an unpredictable, I mean, we could say this is a serious midlife crisis that he's gone yeah. through, and hopefully yeah. he's at the end of it. Now, are you still hoping that if he comes back, the two of you can rebuild together? Because you will have now the upper hand if, if he comes back. Is, is, well, you know, is, is that what you're waiting for? No, uh, I found since then, um, like I said, I, I got friendly with her husband. Um, I found that I found him through. They were having packages delivered to the home I was still in with, their, with her name on it, and I tracked her her husband down, and he he sent me copies of emails that he found on her computer from the two okay, of them, so and, what, and some of the things that they are into, I could never condone. Uh, you mean it, the sex, sex that, uh, or drugs, sex, right. rock well, and roll? It's, it turns out more or less that she's a dominatrix or into oh, that. Okay, and, they're into oh, they're God. into B B B D S M or whatever. Yeah, S and M and okay, okay. I mean, oh, okay. respectable M and M or whatever. And and did he ever approach you about wanting to try? Ever. Never. Oh, I, I, so he must have met I, her on like an alternate sex site or something. He, he must did. have been exploring, he and he knew it wasn't something you'd want to do. And he found this woman who was into the strange stuff, and he got it out of his system. And maybe he saw she's not such a wonderful person to be with. A lot of people that are into that have often been abused, and you know this is their way of dealing with it. But they don't have really good relationships. This is just their bridge to other people. Now, you, do you have some kind of interest in her ex-husband? Is, <laughs> we no, can make uh, no. a reality show at it. <laughs> I know. No, no. That's not he's, a possibility. He's, okay. No, I, I, I don't think so. It's just more, we, we more disconnected because they were sending packages yeah. to my home, our home, and um, we, we, him and I email once in a while, but there's really no, there's no, there's nothing on the well, he's so he's dedicated out of his system. First of all, before you let him back in any way, he would have to go for counseling, and the two of yeah. you would have to go for counseling. And he wouldn't. Him. I don't. I don't think he. I think this well, is. Well, I wouldn't let him back. Get on with your own life. But I'm saying this is something to do to realize that you can't have it back the way it was. But now right. there are good relationships and, and now you've seen the worst of, of it so whether it's him or somebody else you need to maybe work on yourself whether it's through counseling through group therapy and then uh, figure out what's right in the relationship world so let us know in a few months let, let us know if Lady Fontaine's prediction about the four to six months of him Making I will. Contact right. Okay. Thank you. Thank but you so much. But you work on yourself, and you're going to see things shift for you so that when you go out to these places, you will start drawing in people. When you're ready, you will draw them in. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Good luck right, to bye you. Bye-bye. Thank All you. Right. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to try to squeeze in one more call here. Julie, um, who is our next caller? Uh, I don't know who our next caller is. 
Um, she, Julie. Hi. Hi. I was, uh, sorry, I was answering calls. <laughs> oh, okay. I know. Without uh, Rachel isn't here tonight, so it's sorry uh, about that. Um, um, we have a quick one. Linda just wants yes. to know if her mother-in-law will sell the house. So <laughs> I think that'll okay. go pretty fast. Linda, okay, you there? Linda. Linda, Linda. the mother-in-law, to know Hello? if she'll sell the house. Linda. She's, okay. The phone number's still up there, but she's not answering. All right. Uh, let me see if I can get another call. You two talk okay. for a minute. Okay. okay. Um, these right. have been absolutely great calls tonight, haven't they, yeah. Dr. Kate? Wow. These, this wow. has to be the best. Right. These Ooh, are the best calls. Yeah, I I thank everybody for the wonderful calls, all the callers who have called in, um, the the listeners. These are probably the best calls that we've had in a while. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and a very uh, diverse subject matter, you know, from from gambling to our typical love questions. But some oh of these yeah, were, they were very very good. Callers make the show. This is truly a caller driven uh, kind of show. Mm-hmm. That's why we love when we have a lot of calls. And I know there's a lot of people on the switchboard. People want to talk to us. Um, and we're trying to sort of, you know, keep the calls at a manageable length of time so we can get in as many callers as possible. Um, for any of the listeners who don't get on the phone or the callers who don't get on the phone this week, please send us a mailbag question or please call us next week. But we're going to try to take one more call before we go. Right. We okay. have Valerie. Valerie's been waiting all night. So let's talk to Valerie, Hi, Valerie. about her love life. Okay. All right. Valerie. You. Hi. Um, You're very welcome. Um, good luck to um, Dr. Jean with your book. Okay, oh, wow. thank you, thank you. You're, wow. you're very, very welcome. Someday I'm going to write a book, and it's going to be number one bestseller, so you better watch yes, out. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll be number two. I'll be happy. Um, <laughs> good luck. Oh, congrats. Um, what I, ha- I have a question, okay, it's about a gentleman. I spoke to you quite a while back, and um, I, if my memory serves me right, you had said that you saw us reconnecting, and I had hung out with him this weekend some, and he had said that, well, I guess he had just, just, just met somebody, like, new, just. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh, is that what he's going to end up with? What's going on? I don't know if he needs his first name. Yeah, yeah. what's his first name again? His name is Jeff. Jeff? Yeah. All right, let me just see his energy because I'm not feeling the um, this new person that he met is going to be anything significant in his life. So what I kind of want to say to you is I feel within a couple of weeks it actually feels to me he's going to realize that the person that he recently met isn't necessarily the right person. Um, one thing I want to say, I still don't feel the timing is exactly right for you either with him. Um, it it just doesn't have that 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 feel yet. When did you guys reconnect? Oh, um, it's been on and off um, many a times, and um, I just I don't know. I feel like we need to kind of get it right, but we've had a lot of issues and laughs, and you know, a little bit of everything that I guess any long term situation would have. Nothing's always perfect, and nothing's ever always happy. 
So right. if you want to, you want to compare it to a ten-year, twelve-year, twenty-year relationship, we've been through pretty much everything. Well, I, like I say, I don't feel that the person that he's met is going to amount to really much, and I feel that's going to be a matter of weeks that he realizes it. Um, mm-hmm. Again, when I look forward, though, it doesn't quite feel that to me that he's ready to step forward. Dr. Jean, talk to talk to Valerie for a minute while I sort of read his energy and see what I can come up with. Tell do you yeah. Have any so this take is somebody that? you you're interested in him, but somehow it seems like the timing is always a little bit off. That that when you <laughs> were finally ready to connect, that he was saying he had just met somebody else. Right, like like the night before, he met her, he okay. talked to her on the phone, you know, met her in person, talked to her on the phone for a few hours. Sometimes when when that happens, you know, when, when things just never seem to work out, it's somebody, the universe, as, as Lady Fontaine would say, is telling you that this might not be the right thing because one very important thing that couples have is often their biorhythms, their timing is in sync with one another that, you know, mm-hmm. both of them have free time in the winter or both of them uh, just broke up with somebody. And if, and if you're always up when he's down and vice versa, that could be a symbol that even if the two of you like each other very much as, as people, that, that you're really not meant to be together. Does it, do you right. get that feeling from I, him? I That's that, the feeling I'm getting. We're in two different states at the time, so it's kind of hard to, you know, get together often. Right. Okay, um, so the and, distance is yeah. there, yeah. And see, what I'm feeling on this is, you know, the the energies, when I, look at, when I look at the connection, let's start there. I like it. I really do. I feel mm-hmm. at times it's extremely dynamic, really yeah. pulsates. It's, it's, really, it's really vibrant. Um, mm-hmm. But then I feel so much flatness in the relationship that, um, it feels that it's way more off than on, and I mean like a hundred to you know ninety nine to one, so ninety nine percent off and one percent hmm. on is, hmm. is the way it goes. And I don't mean the connection; I mean how you how often you guys seem to connect or communicate, and that's looking at the big picture of things. Um, okay. And 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 it sho- and he shows me attention to a lot of other areas in his life rather than turning his focus to you. But it doesn't feel to me that there's no hope, and it doesn't feel to me that there's not any interest. It just timing-wise is not feeling to me that this connection is the time. What I would highly suggest, though, is when this, in the next couple of weeks, one to three weeks, this particular scenario with this person he just met is not going to blossom for him. It isn't. So what I would suggest is when he comes back and turns his attention to you, don't mm-hmm. jump at it. And I know right. it's going to be a hard thing for you to just sit back and allow it to evolve. But my gut feeling is the slower you go with it, the more mm-hmm. potential it has. And truly what I'd like to see you do is almost delay it into like February or March of next year because mm-hmm. that's when it feels to me that it has a better potential of working. What Dr. Jean says, I stand behind a million percent, and that is when something is right, doors usually open for you. When something isn't right, I feel it's the universe protecting you from ending up with a broken heart or ending up with with aggravation that you really don't need. But in Mm -hmm. this particular situation, I'm not 100% convinced that he is right or wrong for you. I'm really, really not. 
But mm-hmm. I do feel you're going to have more of a shot than you had with him. But to me, it feels like the greatest potential is um, the early part of next year for it. And I'm not saying that if he steps forward again, that somehow you have to, you know, keep him totally at bay for a okay. month. But I would say keep it light. Keep it very, very light. It feels to me he has the potential of moving very quickly in a relationship, very, very quickly. And I would, I just suggest very highly you don't go there very quickly with him because it feels to me that it won't turn out the way you want it. Okay, okay. But you, you do think if I kind of step back, keep him at bay, he will step up and we... You know, well, I feel after this one, does, this bombs out for him in one to three weeks, he will step forward. <laughs> long relationship. What did you say, Dr. Jean? I said long relationship, one to three yeah, weeks. Yeah, no, I don't feel that has any potential with what yeah. he's looking at right now. I really, really don't. With you guys, you know, to me, there is something there. It's just I'd like to see you handle it a little bit different with him. But we okay. are out of time. Please let okay. us know how things go. Call us back in a month because he'll be okay. he'll knock him back at your door. <laughs> okay, God bless you both. All right, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, a- another time that we are unfortunately not able to take any more calls because we have like two minutes left and another night where we don't have time to do our, our full closing. Or do we, Julie? Uh, we could try, but then you won't be able to say anything after, so better get it in now. <laughs> all right. Well, well, I just want to say I think it was a great show. Thank you to all the callers and, and listeners. I think it was one of the best shows that we've ever done as far as having really quality calls. So thank you. Um, Jean or Julie, any comments on tonight's show before I close it? Yeah, I just think no, the calls agree. were great. Very, very high level, yeah. There's tons of people still calling, so... Just get your calls in earlier next week, and we'll get them. <laughs> right. We will. We'll try to do a little bit less talking at the beginning and try to get in a few more calls. Um, again, if anybody has anything that they want to uh, send in a mailbag question, please send mailbag at ladyfontaine.com, and we'll try to get your question on the air next week. Um, I gonna... want to. Sorry. No. What were you going to say? Oh no. Go on. Go on. No, I was just going to close. So before we close, was there anything you want to say? No, I'm, oh, I'm okay. done. <laughs> well, I wanted to, then I want to say this is a great show, great mailbag questions that Frank had and wonderful questions from our callers. So thank you all. Thank you all. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners for inviting us into your home and lives. We love hearing from you. Thank you to my co-hosts, Dr. Jean Cirillo, Frank Todaro, and Julie Zellman. You guys are great. Special thanks to Rachel for all the wonderful um, switchboard operating time that she gave, did with us for many, 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 many months. She's no longer with us because she has a job that's not allowing her the opportunity to continue to work with us, but we thank you for the incredible job you did. Many blessings to each of you, and I am in gratitude to all of you. Have a wonderful week, and remember to honor yourself, and you'll automatically draw in countless experiences that honor you. Paranormal enthusiasts, remember to tune in to Frank Todaro's The Invisible World. Either call 718-508-9285 or check out the show... Uh, check out the show page here on Blog Talk Radio for The Invisible World. And paranormal enthusiasts, keep your eyes open for an announcement. Check out either my Facebook page or info at or ladyfontaine.com. Hear more about our new paranormal show that's going to be premiering on January 5th, 2011, but you will see a preview trailer on it this Sunday at 9 p.m. Good night, everybody. Have a wonderful week.